What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Building a Better You podcast. Yep, Super we're excited. entering into episode 10, episode double 10. digits. Yes, so Sage and I have a very special guest, Kayla, or you may know her as Kalo Fit on Instagram, TikTok, and all of those things. What's so, going on? Yeah. <laughs> Kayla, go ahead, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you for those who yeah, do not you know you. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, as she said, I'm Kayla, also known as Kalo Fit uh, on everything, I'm pretty sure, across the board. But I guess you could say I'm like a fitness donut cat enthusiast. So yeah. Oh my yeah. God, donuts. Hold up. We <laughs> yeah. can relate on that. I literally, well, you live in the Atlanta area. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I literally drive each weekend like an hour to Atlanta just to try new donut spots. Oof. So mm. what kind, what's like the most recent one you've tried? Uh, Screaming Nuts, which Ooh, I love. So but I want to do good. Hero Donuts next. They, they brioche. are amazing. Mm-hmm. You got to get the Boston Cream Brioche. That's oh. my favorite. So I would go early though because they sell out. Oh, of the girl. of the Boston oh, Cream ones. I okay. never really hopped on the donut train, y'all. So I'm, I'm kind of behind. <laughs> but I know y'all love your donuts. So I love do. me some donuts. donuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> not to like talk about donuts while well, she's in prep right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. Is in prep for uh, Summer Shredding, Christian Guzman's show, mm-hmm. which she did last year, yep. doing it this year, uh, six weeks out. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I think the biggest thing right now, I'm on a double rest and refeed starting today. So I'm doing just okay. I would say we're getting to those low energy days. You usually yeah. do six, week out, six weeks out is when you're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm in prep, <clears throat> by the way. Dang. I feel like crap all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely hitting. But overall, I think we're progressing pretty well. Body looks great. Uh, legs are moving in faster than they did last year. So we're hoping to yeah. take home the W this year for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm watching Kayla, obviously, over Instagram and, like, seeing her in person, and she is for sure killing She's it. She's a beast. So. A beast. A beast with a shoe collection. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I also wanted to have Kayla on because she is um, just a very motivating, inspiring person. And she's very raw and real, which you do yes. not find in this industry, so yes. shout out to that. <laughs> and so, I think, uh, I guess the first thing I wanted to just touch on was hearing Kayla sharing her story and how she started to where she's at um if you know you might already follow her you might already know what she does but just give a rundown on where you started where you're Mm -hmm. at now and how you kind of made that happen for yourself you can also Mm -hmm. put your coaching business supplements all those things but so um it's actually i don't i feel like i've only opened up about the story maybe like fully once uh, and it's kind of funny to think back because i forget uh, everything that's happened you know a lot of Mm -hmm. time you get so caught up in what you're currently doing you forget where you came from and uh, so a lot of it kind of started with when I first started in the gym. I've always been an athlete, so I played soccer throughout college, throughout high school, played a little bit of basketball in high school. And from there, once that ended, you you become an ex-athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things you go through, I believe, as any student athlete does, whether you're ending at high school or you're ending at college. I went through that. I went through a huge breakup within my life. I lost you know, family members within my life, and I ended up moving you know, to Miami, moving back from Miami all the way back home within a very, you know, like three month period. So there's a lot that happened post-college. And uh, with that, I was, you know, I went home and I was like, okay, well, I have a degree (laughs) and uh, that's about it. You know, I need a job. I got to make money. You know, I don't want to live in my mom's house forever, let alone, I was living alone for a long time. So from going Mm -hmm. from that to living with parents again, I was like, going absolutely I gotta get crazy. the hell out of here yeah. Yeah. Can get that. exactly yeah. I was like I cannot do this and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get the fuck out so uh can I swear on here because yeah, I'm probably yeah. gonna, right, <laughs> I'm probably gonna let a let go um so, <laughs> let go, girl, let go. so from there uh then 
I ended up having my certification within personal training already. I got it done while I was going to school. I was studying uh, to go get my doctorate in physical therapy. I graduated with a degree in athletic training, uh, and that was kind of the plan. So all my prereqs were done. I was ready to go and get my doctorate, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went through that whole kind of rough patch. So I got home and I was like, okay, well, I'm a certified trainer. Let's just call a local gym. So I ended up calling um, my gym that was local to me out in uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. It's called Export Fitness. And shout out to Export. But <laughs> uh, so I gave them a call and the guy who ended up answering actually went to college with me. So oh. small world. I was you know, hired pretty quickly, immediately became a trainer there. And uh, that kind of just ran everything. Within the first couple months, I you know, met a lot of good people. I started to learn a ton. You don't, when you get certified as a trainer, you don't really, you learn a lot, but you don't really know how to like apply oh, it, right? Not. So I'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah. sitting in this gym, like, okay, well, I know all of these random things. Right, but, like, how do I actually train somebody? Yeah, yeah, like, what do I, how do I do this? You right. know, how do I even sell? Like when you're thrown in a gym at a young age with the certification, you if you can't sell, you can't train anyone and you can't mm-hmm. learn. So it's kind of like a, it's a really hard ground to play. You have to be very personal. You have to be likable. You have to be, you know, outgoing and able to stop someone randomly in the gym and be comfortable with that. And so it really forced me to kind of step outside of that box. And, uh, you know, within the first, I think I want to say like three or three or five months, I moved up very quickly. So I went from, you know, being a trainer to then running all the trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I became a personal training manager. Um, and then from there, I hated it. <laughs> so oh, then man, I went... That transition. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck this. So then I went back. I was like, I don't want to keep track of all of these kids who can't even keep track of their own, like, yeah, phone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how can I Hurting keep track cats. of this? We don't need that. Yeah, and then I, like, you know, started to lose my love for personal training. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Stepped down, and then... Um, Um, you know, went back into that personal training world. And from there, you know, that took me to so many different job opportunities. So uh, obviously I met Dan, who's my current coach and business um, co-owner with me as well with AuthenFit. I met him three months, maybe two months into like starting to work there. Um, And from there, you know, me and him started dating and that kind of transitioned into my whole fitness lifestyle as well. I was like, you know, let's start a fitness Instagram. Let's do, you know, let's, let's do these things. And so, um, yeah, I started that Instagram account, I think in October of 2017, 18, one of those years, honestly, don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I started that and I was very consistent on it and, um, started growing on there, you know, not a ton, but started picking up traction and that, led me into all those other job opportunities. And uh, I was getting offers from a couple of gyms around the area who saw I wasn't happy with export. I wasn't making the money I wanted to be making. Um, and I was kind of hitting that limit. There's only so much you can make as a personal trainer in a, mm-hmm. in a small gym, you know? It's a very much stepping ground that a coach needs, but it's not the end all be all no, for yeah. anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there, I uh, was getting offers from a couple of gyms and I wasn't really wanting to stay in the area. I was like, I want to get out of here. Like, I want to go somewhere new. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be able to live on my own and do all that stuff. And I was offered an opportunity to come to Georgia and to uh, run a mobile fitness company. So this fitness company was, you know, the opportunity came through my cousin. So they kind of showed my Instagram profile to these, you know, uh, investors and was like, hey, this is the girl. I think she'd be a great fit for this company. Um, you know, what do you think? So they flew me out to Georgia. I came out to Georgia and um, they, you know, they loved me. I fit with the company perfectly. They were like, okay, you're going to be 
the face of this company and you're also going to run this company. And I was See, like, I didn't even Dang, know any yeah. of this. This See, is like news right? to me. Okay, yep. yeah. It's a whole different thing. I haven't really ever fully opened up about it, you know? So, um, yeah, and there's, and it, it goes for a while, but I basically was offered that job on the spot. And within, I want to say three, three months, I think I moved my whole life out to Georgia wow. and started working for that company. So I was like, all right, this is the next big step. You know, I had a little bit of family out here in Dallas, Georgia. So I was like, you know, worst comes to worst. I still have family, like I'll be okay. But it really much was a starting point, you know, yeah. getting an apartment and all of that. And uh, so I started working for them and basically I took that company and think of like a, a trainer coming to you, you know? So you're in your home, a trainer shows up at your house and brings the equipment and trains you. So it was like, that's what it was as like a mobile fitness oh, company. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean? Exactly. Oh. So that's what the concept was. It was already done before. They were like, okay, well, if someone else is doing yeah. this, let's recreate this that's and rebrand it. Knock, right? knock, bitch. Time to work out. Right. Exactly. Like there's, <laughs> you can't get away from it. You know, yeah. like your trainer's showing up at your house, like yeah. cancel it or not, I'm going to be at your fucking door. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open ready. up seats yeah. and fucking coming in, you know? <laughs> So um, that was the concept. We had a truck and uh, it was loaded with equipment. I ordered like, you know, like I said, the investors were amazing. They really believed in me and my journey and, and what, what I wanted to do with the company. And I invested like, you know, from their money, not mine, but I think it was like five to $8,000 within equipment. You know, I just went out and bought everything I could possibly think of, got it approved. And um, we loaded that truck up with everything possible. It was like all rogue equipment. It was, it was like, okay, this is, you know, my vision was this is the company I'm going to build and this is going to be, you know, partially mine, you know, like mm -hmm. that was the vision. And so, uh, within, I think, I don't know how many months, maybe like five or six months, we went from, you know, having absolutely nothing to, I built it up to 25 clients and I was running the entire business, but also training all of these clients, Dang. right? Whoa. Team, no fucking sleep. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm living in this tiny ass apartment, you know, getting paid, just enough to like make it by pay my bills uh you know i'm not even sleep i'm sleeping on a fucking like futon cotton thing that you find in mm -hmm. college that was taken off of the the futon that's what i slept on for a whole year my entire apartment was furnished with things that i found like my couch was literally found by the trash can of my apartment my coffee table that is still on my patio till this day <laughs> was a outdoor furniture that I made my coffee table. Um, everything I had was literally either found or I found it in like a family member's garage or something. Mm -hmm, I was yeah. like, yo, can I take this? So I had nothing, right? And I was like feeling this dream, building this dream out and trying to do the most that I could do with it. Um, also at the time, you know, Dan's living with me as well. Um, he's trying to get his feet on, on the ground too. So it was just a very stressful situation, but the dream was clear that I was like, okay, I just have to continue to build this, continue to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole time still building on my Instagram, you know, um, starting to dabble into YouTube and all of that as well, but not really fully pushing into it. And um, from there, I think I started working with the Ghost Takeover team, I want to say. So Ghost Takeover team is um, basically we take samples, we go to go, uh, DNC stores, we drop off samples, and we basically represent Ghost. And we're like the plug for Ghost in the area mm -hmm. in a sense, right? So I was hired on for the takeover team. It was like very, very minimum amount of money, but it was really cool for me to be able to even say I was associated with right. Ghost in any way because that's something I've always looked up to. And uh, yeah, so I worked with them uh, on the takeover team, I want to say for like maybe a year, maybe. I don't know. I have to like look back at that. And um, 
so yeah, I started working with ghosts. Now back to working with, you know, the company Lime Gorilla with them. Where the name came from, I don't fucking know. Like, don't even ask. Like, a lime, lime, a gorilla. lime Gorilla. Watch out, King Kong. You know, petitions <laughs> coming in, yeah, my boy. Lime Gorilla, bro. Watch out. But uh, yeah, so with that, we hit that point of where I was doing everything I could possibly do. And I was hitting that brink of like, yo, I need more. I need a lot more. I hired on, uh, got them to hire Dan. I was in a whole hiring process of, going through other applicants, but I only had this tiny small gap in a day to be able to do that outside of working with all of these clients that are all over the city, right? I'm Mm -hmm. driving to these clients. I am in my car more time than I'm even training these clients. So technically I'm almost losing money too, right? So it was just a, the concept slowly started to not make much sense as we continued through it. Um, the crazy part about it is our first, you know, my first clients were all like celebrities. I worked with, um, an artist, Cody Shane in Atlanta. Um, I worked with, uh, what's his, uh, why did I just forget? Mike Fulte's wife from the Braves. I worked with, uh, Sarah Culberson from, uh, Charlie Culberson's wife from the Braves. So a lot of our clientele was very, very high end right. and they mm-hmm. never blinked. So, you know, we charged a lot of money and it, it flowed great and I was right. like, awesome, sick, great concept, but it wasn't, you know, time. Yeah. there's only so much time in a day yeah, that I yeah. can give and only so much money we can make off of it. So after hiring Dan on and him helping, it did help the load some, but we got to a point where I realized that I was not making what I was worth for the company. Yeah. And so, um, it got, it just, there was so much money being spent on a back end, like billboards, being on buses, like all of that in home yeah. delivery mail where there, if you look at all the money on the back end, there was so yeah. much yeah. being spent and very little coming in. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get the fuck out of here before this bites me in the ass. Right. And then I'm fucked living in at, you know, Georgia yeah. with nothing when I already don't have anything. Right. right. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, no hard feelings against them. You know, the investors are still amazing people and, you know, still support me to this day and whatever I do. But uh, I decided to take a step away from them. I was very, very smart in the beginning. I never signed an NDA ever. So um, I was able to take everything and basically run and walk away. So I took a fuck ton of equipment. Um, I took whatever clientele we had left at that time. I took them, opened up Authenfit LLC, and then re-signed all of them onto my own company. Nice. So what happened was they, you know, a certain amount of clients had... uh, you know, like sessions left with us, right? The money was already in our pocket as a company. They legally had to be refunded. So I was like, okay, great. Well, go ahead, refund these clients. I'm stepping back. I'm not doing anything. When in reality, on the back end, all of that refunded money was going back to those yeah, clients. Right. Sorry for the interruption, guys. Totally had some malfunctioning going Technical on. Difficulties. Technical difficulties. I was We're really back. in my feelings real yeah. quick about <laughs> Kayla, and then it just really cut me off. So I'm just going to, you know, start off where I... basically just saying that I love hearing that story that was actually Mm -hmm. my first time hearing all of that I had no idea about most of that Um, so you know it just makes me feel super inspired to be around people Um, like literally everybody in this room makes me inspired to be a better person Um, and hearing the story about just discipline and dedication where it can lead you I mean I'm a very driven yeah. person so it just makes me like I literally just have this feeling in the like, drive. my heart that I'm just mm-hmm. like oh my god like I need to do something like today like I right. today right now after it um <laughs> because like we all have like freaking huge goals for our lives that's also why we're on this podcast is because we want to inspire other people to go after their goals and to reach their dreams because I think a lot of times people just limit themselves so much mm-hmm. but like they don't know that they're limiting themselves because nobody tells them they are Amen. because like their mindset is normalized to be average yep and average is normal and it's okay but it's actually yeah. like the opposite 
Yep. Exactly. Like, I mean, winners rarely do what the average person is going to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, and like you said something important, like you're saying, like, literally, this is like when you're saying the TikTok blew up and the social media blew up, you're like, this is literally what I did for the past three years for. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. I stayed consistent for three years for one day for exactly. this to happen. Yeah. It's like, you don't know when it's going to happen. It could have taken five years. Point mm-hmm. is, is like, that was that day. That was that opportunity. It would not have come had you stopped that consistency. Yeah. It's like, it's like with the, the common thing I always hear is, you know, when we hear a new song or a new artist, they're not new. Mm-hmm. They've, been, yeah. they've been, they've been recording yeah, and making good. songs for 10 years. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing as, as that, you know, that was my day. It was like, Oh, now people will know who I am. And, you know, and still, that was just the beginning phase, you know, like mm-hmm. where I'm at today is so different than where I was at eight months ago. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a matter of consistency. Like no matter what you're doing, like even if you're not good at something, if you are consistent at yeah. it, you're going to succeed in it. And that's the crazy part about anything that we do is just, you know, just stay consistent. You know, as bodybuilders, we know yeah. that we have to, yeah. we don't have a fucking choice. No. You're either consistent and you grow and you meet those, those standards uh, for yourself and for your coach, or you don't, and you're average, and nobody, like, I, personally, I don't ever want to fucking be average, you no, know, so. No, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Nobody wants to live a normal life. I don't, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Too boring. Yeah, that's what Sage says, it's like her greatest Like, fear. that's my greatest fear, is waking up and realizing I lived everyone else's life, which is just normality, mm-hmm. and I think normality is stupid, yeah. so, hell no. I think our generation's done a really, like, good job of stepping out of that, yeah. you know, like, and even, like, earlier, we were talking about, like, the news like I could there could be a tornado and I wouldn't fucking know you know like I would die because I don't watch (laughs) I don't watch the news like I don't pay attention to that shit because it's so toxic and it's so you know society wants you to be this this and that society wants you to be fearful of this and think this well like well fuck that you know obviously we have our own form of news which is like social media and its own like we we get news from other people I think we get our mindsets from other people we get an image from other people Mm -hmm. so it's different you know that is our news I would say but also we have the option to create our own news source like our Instagram pages right so it's 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 kind of interesting to see the way that our generation the past 10 years has kind of change the way the direction of life and how it's going to kind of go um and i definitely think that you know we're on to something i think we're building a foundation for the you know next 10 years underneath us to Mm -hmm. actually then do a bigger change on like we're not going to make that change we're going to build the foundation Mm -hmm. and then the next 10 years is Mm -hmm. going to be that big Mm -hmm. change i think that comes within society Mm -hmm. and and kind of just those like norms like i hate that shit you know i think we deal with even like you know, parents, like for example, a lot of, a lot of, we work with, you know, older women and, and stuff and they, they're so, when we do onboarding calls, they're like, they, they talk about what they, the past diets they've done or mm-hmm. the way that their, their mm-hmm. mindset thinks of yeah. things. And it's like, well, we don't, we don't have to, to cut everything out. We don't yeah. have to look mm-hmm. this certain way. We don't have to do hours of cardio. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. it's society forms all of these things. We're grown into it mm-hmm. and then we never break out of it. We were the ones where we're like, fuck all of that. We're going to do whatever the fuck yeah. we want to do. And yeah. people are going to hate us for it, but who cares? Yeah. So I really love like how much our generation has made those big changes. And I think it's going to be even more exciting when we decide to have to little minions running around and, and the yeah. things that <laughs> the they're, minion take over the little right? they're going to cause some crazy shit to happen. But um, no, I'm, I'm excited for what, uh, what we've kind of created. And I think the fitness industry is just, mm-hmm. it's a small movement, but it's a big enough movement to like yeah. really yeah. change mindsets and change yes. lives. I mean, like, honestly, there's so there's so much power within like fitness itself that I feel like you know I don't want to just be that person on Instagram like just posting pictures of me like Mm -hmm. I want there to be like a story yeah of course so like with Kayla like 
that's also why she's on like she has a story to tell mm-hmm. um and like why she does all this stuff and it's like you know you have those fitness influencers that are just kind of like I don't want to say your basic influencer. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has their own personal story, but like of course. yours is just very open and out there, and people can um. connect with it on a very raw and real level, which we we need. People need. Um, yeah. So, and that's like something you were saying, like you know, like social media. That's you're saying, like people make that what they wanted to be, or that's like mm-hmm. their news, and like probably like part of this is just like who you are, just internally, like. You, I feel like you've just always been a no bullshit kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's just say like you're saying like your social media, which blew up, you could have easily been more about I'm lean, I'm shredded, I'm a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. I'm a woman and I'm sexy, mm-hmm. which to be perfectly honest is what most people do. Right. You are not that way. You're very much just like, this is me, raw, real. Some days like I'm bloated, some days yeah. I overeat, some days I look fine as hell, but like we're <laughs> yeah, still rolling. Sure. And I guess like, you know, like I, you don't see that often, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just not a thing, which... Like, bothers me because people need to normalize being normal in the sense 100%. of, like, bodies are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody a Barbie doll. Yep. It's like, we all fart the same, shit the same. We all gonna look the same. Yeah. We don't wake up looking lean every day. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why I'm just like, this is reality. Like, I'm, like... Like, this morning I woke up, my belly was super distended. Mm-hmm. Why? Probably because I'm not sleeping well. Like, right. sticking to plan, but I was like, but I look pretty good. I was like, damn! I was like, <laughs> like I did something nasty last night. But I was like... Right. So I was like, I took a picture because I'm like, I'm gonna post this on social media because I'm like, y'all... <laughs> I don't know what happened, but this is right. what I look like today. Exactly. But that's the thing, like, for you, like, what was your mindset in, like, choosing to just be, yeah. you know, open and real? Yeah. And even, like, you know, after your show and everything, like, you're just very, like, raw, like, which can't be always, like, easy because, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't going to accept that. But, like, you're just right. very much, this is who I am, this is how I am, mm-hmm. and choosing to, like, allow your platform to be that way instead of being what it could be easily about, which is just kind of, like, you looking great all the time. Right. Yeah, I would say I definitely went through, I went through a phase. I would say I went through a phase where, you know, like, showing certain parts of my body mm-hmm. got more appreciation, right? More likes, more follows, more whatever. But when I at that time when I was sharing a lot of like that other side of it, I didn't feel whole. I didn't feel mm-hmm. complete. I didn't there, I was searching for validation and I yeah. hated that. You know, mm-hmm. and it took time because and, and the reason why I was going through this cuz I was going through a lot of struggles in my life and my relationships, right? Let alone just being in the situation I was with like living like shit, you know, having hard times with my relationship. It didn't it fed that I need validation somewhere else, mm-hmm. yeah, right? So yeah. if you go really back and in, far into my social media, you'll see these shifts, right? Which is kind of cool because you could watch how I transform my mindset and the way I share my body. And, uh, you know, when I went through those phases, my percentage of, you know, men to, to female following mm-hmm. me, it was 70% men. Why? Because my fucking ass is on there, right? Yeah. And then, you know, as I made this transition of like, fuck fuck that I don't want to be known for this or that and I don't want to be chasing this whole like thing and I started sharing like really how I was feeling and you know like a basic ass selfie or or this or that I noticed my engagement was way higher and Mm -hmm. I was getting these females who were agreeing and and being and feeling the same way as I was Mm -hmm. when I was sharing that and I was like oh like so you mean I can be I don't have to be, you know, Susie, whatever. I don't, hopefully there's not a Susie listening to this. Yeah. But, <laughs> Sorry, Susie. You know, shout out to you, Susie. But, you know, I don't want to, I don't have to be this person to, to achieve and get this validation, right? You mm-hmm. know, cause I feel like a lot of us, we sometimes seek that. We all seek it, right? It's just, yeah, we have different yeah. periods of why we seek it and what we're actually yeah. seeking it from, right? And so when I made that transition into really just being myself and sharing more about myself and how I was feeling, what I was really looking like, I saw that momentum from it and how many women really felt the same exact way. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not alone in this. Um, There's so many people who deal with the same shit. Like, you know, the way I dress is not like the way a lot of people dress, but 
and I used to get bullied for that growing up. Like, oh, you're a tomboy. You look like a boy. Like, you know, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. fuck you. Bro. Like, what does it matter to you? Bro? Right. But now I, I get people like, I love your style. Where do yeah. you get this? And I'm like, whoa. You know, it's crazy mm-hmm. for how you get rewarded for just being your fucking self. Mm, and so the good. more that I continued to, like, feel that, I was like, I don't want to be. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to share anything else. Like, I can't remember the last fucking time I posted anything about, you know, about my ass like I used to. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, uh, yeah, my shift now is, uh, it's it's opposite. Now it's 70% female, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is, that's where that whole thing happened is I was going through so much in my life. So I was reaching for different validation. And now I don't, I don't look to others for that stuff. I look yeah. at myself. Um, and I think that that's a hard thing to do because, you don't want to have to look at yourself. You want to find the excuse somewhere else. You want to find validation in other things because you don't want to deal with whatever the fuck is going on in front of you and inside of you, you know? So when I start to struggle with things, I just, I start writing or I'll just like look in the mirror and be like, okay, like, like if you catch me in the gym, like by myself, I literally stare at myself the whole fucking time. <laughs> like I probably look crazy, but that's me zoning in on you're here to build yourself. You're here for you. Mm-hmm. You're here. Mm-hmm. Like no one else in this gym yes. getting fucking matters. Um, you know, phone down, head up, just focus on, on what's in front of you. And um, I think that's kind of what really has transformed my mind and I'm helping other women and females and you know teammates to do as well and I think that you know I didn't realize I didn't realize that social media was so toxic until I started getting dms from people saying you know I love that you're so real I love that you're so raw mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm like why the fuck are we I, like hey thank you for saying that to me but why are we why are we we shouldn't be saying that you know mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to be saying that like mm-hmm. social media should just be that yeah so um that's something that I've been getting more often and I'm like I want to talk about that more and share that more because we should all just be real and raw there shouldn't be like I, I want to see I want to see a picture get you know 10 20 000 likes for someone just jay chilling doing nothing versus someone sharing their their ass or this or that you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. i want to see that and um i think we're starting to make that movement and that trend of normalizing yeah. just mm-hmm. that, yeah. everyday shit you even see it with celebrities it's yeah. so cool like there's no like posing and stuff there is to a degree but there's a lot more realness mm-hmm. that we're seeing um and, and those people are getting a lot more of a community built and i think that that's mm-hmm. like the most rewarding thing that we can get but uh we all go through our phases and we, and we all mm-hmm. learn through them it's just you know realize what phase you're in sometimes mm-hmm. it takes for you to be out of that phase to understand it uh but whatever phase you know you're in to those that are listening to this just know that you're probably going to be a different phase you know six eight months two three years from now so just you know live in the time that you're in but also learn from whatever time that you're in definitely I love, that. I love what you were saying about like you you have to do it for yourself like mm-hmm. you have to build yourself I mean like literally building a better you is not about us necessarily building it for you it's about us speaking into you how to build it for yourself mm-hmm. like nobody's gonna get you there but you you're responsible for yourself and nobody else is you know yep. Kayla's story it's like her starting from like nothing to like working consistently 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 and finally it you know it happened and it's still going so like mm-hmm. if you want something like I almost don't even like to say dreams because it's like someone asked me the other day like okay like what are your goals like mm-hmm. what are your dreams and it's almost like okay I have goals and dreams but I don't even like to use the word dreams because it's like I'm gonna make it reality like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that like it's th- yes it's a dream but it's like it's going to happen kind of right. thing so I feel like dreams in itself it's like oh it's like a wishful thinking kind of mm-hmm. thing it's like you have to have the mindset like yes these are my goals and my dreams but like they're gonna have to become reality because mm-hmm. I'm gonna make them reality right and like the truth is like there is there is reality in that it's not just some wishful thing you can make it happen but you have to do it 
yourself. So it's like, I was actually on a trip this past weekend talking to some girls, girlfriends of mine. I was like, Hey, what are y'all's dreams? Like, what do y'all want to do? Okay. Then why aren't you doing them? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like let's make it happen. And people need to hear that. Cause I think it motivates, it motivates me hearing this. Like, okay, I have more goals for myself. I need to work harder to make it happen. Right. Yeah. For sure. I think that that's something that like, so I think like a couple, like last week, I think I talked about like empathy or something and I don't really have, like I struggle with that, that, right? Mm -hmm. Big time struggle. That ruins a lot of relationships in my life. But the only reason is because I have, just like what you said, I believe in others and when they don't show up for themselves, it fucking pisses me off. And then I can't fucking deal with you. You know what I mean? And that's, that sounds I'm not going to drag your ass. You got to come with me like you. And it sounds harsh and it sounds, you know, like some, some, you know, there's a lot of people are very sensitive nowadays and mm-hmm. so people get fucking pissed at that and I'm like you know what then then don't be great you know yeah. go fucking do whatever you're gonna do but I don't want you on my side I don't want you on my yeah. team because you're not living up to what you can be doing yeah. and I think that that's where I get in big you know trouble and in, in relationship <laughs> issues with you know with family members and stuff because it bothers me and again they're a different generation they see life so differently than we do but fucking be better you know yeah. let's be better that we complain and, and our i think the younger the older generation complains about so much shit that they don't do anything about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that bothers me and so that's why you yeah. know if anyone you know especially who, people who have grown up with me or have seen me you know when i was younger they've probably watched my circle just like really shrink because i just don't put up with a lot yeah. of shit i just can't do it you know you don't want to be better than you're not going to be around me you know yeah. so mm-hmm. i don't know that was just a that's big good. thing that yeah that I struggled with for, for a while. I still do to this day. And as turns out, a lot of people do. So Yeah. I mean, I feel like with you, it's like you have a go-getter mindset. You're a racehorse, mm-hmm. you're not a trail horse. And you can't be around people who are, like, walking slowly behind yes. you when you're running ahead. Exactly. And so it's kind of yeah. like, I can't, I cannot run the race if you're going to hold me back. So mm-hmm. if you're going to hold me back, I'm not going back with you. I'm cutting you off, and I'm going to keep going. Yes. Yep. And that's just yeah. your mindset, which mm-hmm. is probably like, I mean, hello, 25, what you're doing today, what you just yeah. talked about. The only reason that's happening is because you chose not to stay behind mm-hmm. dragging those people with you. You're like, right. if you're not where I'm at, if you're not looking to where I'm going, if you're not going to run this race with me, mm-hmm. then you have no part in my life anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And, like, you know, I think uh, someone would probably ask me, you know, how do you – how do you do that? How do you get to that point? Cause that's a hard conversation to have. And it's just, you either have the conversation and you grow together with that person or whoever those people are in your life and they understand and they get it, or you don't have that conversation and you constantly stay the same and you, and exactly. you sit there. It's like when mm-hmm. you, when you go to, you go away for school or you travel, uh, you know, away from home for a while and you come back home and every motherfucker there is the same, mm-hmm. nothing pisses me off more. Yeah. It disgusts me. It makes me want to run out of town. Um, and it, But it also humbles me and it grounds me too. So it's like we just have to, you have to have those tough conversations with those people. And, you know, one of those, those people in my life is like, is, is my mom. And that's someone who I have those conversations with all the time. And we bitch and we bicker, but I know that she could be so much better for herself. So I know that I have to be that asshole in her life because there is no other asshole in her mm-hmm. life. And it's the same thing with, you know, with my co-business co- partner, Dan. I have to be his asshole, the asshole in his life because there is no asshole in his life. So it's yeah. like I'm willing to take that burden and be be an asshole to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see other people succeed and look back and go, damn, I'm so mad that you were a bitch, you know? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> so, like, that, that's, that's what I choose to do, and I'm totally fine with it. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't get it in the moment, but when they look back, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for that. Honestly, like right now, like if whoever's listening, like just take a second and like have a like reality check. Like think about who is in your circle. Like who do you actually spend time with? And if there's people in that circle that are literally not bettering you and not bettering themselves, like 
think on like how important they are like maybe mm-hmm. they are super, you know, there's there's gonna be like people like family right like we cannot cut out family you know well, i mean unless it's like that's extreme debatable. you know sometimes <laughs> know be, like, sometimes anyhow but if like it's if it's someone legit in your life that like that's not going to that you don't need to cut out then okay like you have to kind of deal with it on your own and maybe that means take a step back from that person but mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I am all about the small circles. I do yeah, not yeah. care about, like, being friends with... You know, I'm a very or, social person, but when I'm actually spending my time with people, like, you're worth spending time with because mm-hmm. I, it's literally a chore for me oh, exactly. yeah. to try to spend time with other people, especially... And not hang with not, people I don't want to hang with. Yeah. If you're not, like, my driven, energy, if you're not, here you know, <laughs> like, I need to be around people that make me better. Yes. <laughs> and, like, your mindset and who you are as a person 100% is shaped yeah. by who you're around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 100%. think... You look at, like, the people that are around you and look at yourself. If, like five years back where are you today Mm -hmm. if you're looking at people that you've known for that long or even just like two years and they're still doing the same shit they did two years ago then why do you think the next two years are going to be any different Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like a lot of times i think this is true for all of us like i feel like whenever we're in a room and this is not of pride but like because of our foundation and because we've been very intentional about our own growth Mm -hmm. we're automatically a leader in that room in a way because we we know how to lead ourselves right Mm -hmm. so we we know how to lead ourselves we know how to live our lives and how to put ourselves up to a higher standard so we're a leader in a room but if you're always the leader like you've kind of capped yourself in a way like you still have room to grow and yes we're to grow ourselves but like we need those other people also to help grow us and push us like Mm -hmm. me being in this environment right now is Mm -hmm. like growing me pushing me enlarging my mindset so yeah definitely just kind of reality check who's who's in your circle who's better than you who's not and you're yeah. always you're gonna have those different people at different times that's yeah. something that mm-hmm. i realized too Seasons, it's like for sure it's like damn like this person was was a big part of my life and this mm-hmm. person helped me shape so many different things but also like thank you to that person but don't get fucking caught up in that person yeah. because mm-hmm. now like yep. you've hit that cap so it's the same thing as like you know I've been in Georgia for maybe, I think, two years. I don't even... I'm so bad with time, if you guys can't tell, during this whole podcast. But <laughs> I've been in Georgia to a point where I feel like, okay, I've hit my cap here, and I've learned what I have can, and I've and Georgia's given me what it's given me, and I'm ready to, like, move to another state and see what I can get out of it. It's the same thing with the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not saying that we're using people in our life, but it's saying yeah, that yeah. everyone gives you a lesson in their life, and every, you know, relationship, whether you're dating someone or it's a friend you you do reap rewards from the certain people in your life and it's just you have to see did that person do what they needed to do for you and Mm -hmm. are they still doing that and helping you progress or if they're not and they're sucking and taking away more than giving well you got to have that tough conversation and and again like I've had I've gone through that a million different times and uh that's why like I said my circle's gotten smaller but at the end of the day it's it's all worth it have those fucking conversations Mm -hmm. and just like I said you got to be a bitch sometimes. Not like being a, you, you got to be a bitch yeah. in a mean way, you know? Just yeah. just stand up just for your, real. stand up for yourself, yeah. you know? For sure. Man, yeah. it's been good. Yeah, I, I mean, you have other things you want to <laughs> talk about? No, I'm, I'm on a high. I don't even know. Talking <laughs> to Kayla's got me pumped and I ain't even yeah. in the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have to definitely, I guess we'll end this one about here. We've mm-hmm. been talking for a while. We'll, we'll try to do another one for sure. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, we could just talk endlessly about when this. When she gets out of her prep. Yeah. Me and her are gonna go eat some donuts. Yeah, and then we can yeah. do like a donut oh, review. We, oh, donut I'm review. so down. Y'all don't even. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get so tearful. Down. I'm so ready. I'm down, bro. I'm down. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll end this one here. But thank you, Kayla. Of course, for yes, on. We'll link her everything below. Um, and this will also be up on YouTube. So definitely go. Watch yeah, so you can see her check pretty face. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. Hope you got something out of this. And uh, we'll see you next time. The next one. See ya. Bye.